Hey everyone, before we start the podcast, I just want to talk about something that happened um, while I was listening to it that I just want to clarify and clear up because I don't know why I said this. But in, in the in the episode, um, I'm talking about Colin Farrell's take on the Penguin in the new Batman movie, and I referred to him as indistinguishable. I don't know why I used that word. That is not the word that would imply that Colin Farrell and the Penguin look exactly alike which would make sense because he's playing the penguin. What I meant is he's wearing so much prosthetic makeup that he looks so different and you cannot tell that it is Colin Farrell. But I used the word indistinguishable and that is not the right word. It is in fact the exact wrong word to use. I don't know why I said that, but when I'm in podcast mode, I say things without thinking of them. So ignore when I say indistinguishable. I mean that he looks very different. So different that you cannot tell that it is Colin Farrell. Okay, thank you. Alright, um, I guess we're rolling. So, what's up everybody? Um, I want to do another episode of this. I mean, I always like doing episodes, but I forget I have a podcast that I do sometimes. Uh, so that's what we got today. I'm doing that because I'm waiting. I could be doing my homework or studying or doing something productive, looking into colleges figuring out, you know, what's going to happen in four months, or I could just sit here and waste my time talking, and I like doing that more, that's a better idea, so I'm waiting for Elden Ring to download right now, that's why I'm recording this, that's the game everyone's talking about, I, uh, the game, like, I bought it, like, about two hours ago, and it downloaded, like, suspiciously fast, right, about 30 minutes, and it's, it's like a massive game, apparently. Everybody's like, oh, the world is bigger than any world before, and it's so cool. So I was like, oh, this is cool. It'll take nine hours to download, and it downloaded in about 20, 30 minutes, and that was crazy. So, you know, I just... I logged on, I made my character, I went into the world, and, um... It, you know, I, I went in and I did like this tutorial mode and then I died in this boss fight and I woke up in some other cave. So I went through the cave and then it goes to this door and I guess that door lets you onto the world because you're supposed to die in the first boss battle because it's so hard. So anyway, um, I made it, so I made it to the door and then I press open and it's just like wait for the entire game to install before you can leave. And I was like, oh, okay, how long should that take? It's been about an hour now about an hour that I've just been sitting here waiting for the whole game to download so I guess I just closed out of the the game and I'll see what it wants to be doing uh, I hope it's downloading it doesn't give me any of that on my PlayStation and it doesn't show me my progress in the game so I'm gonna hope it works but that's the thing everybody's talking about right now is Elden Ring um, that's the game everybody likes and you know I've never played a, a I guess it's in the Dark Souls series I really had no idea what it was it was just, you know, well, I guess with the video games, it's a little bit different than movies, I guess, because, like, with movies, like, what you get excited for, like, big blockbusters and stuff, oh, the new Marvel movie, the new Star Wars movie, the new whatever, uh, I guess directors have something, too, like, Tarantino movies, or me personally, I like, Taika Waititi's stuff, he's very good, so any of that, really, um... But I guess with video games, I mean, to an extent, it's similar. Everybody looks forward to the new Mario game. That's an event. New Mario Kart. Um, you know, what else? Uh, I don't know. But, like, it, sometimes it's like that. But then there's things like Elden Ring. Or Cyberpunk 2077 is another example of just this game where, like, there there's, like, a studio behind it that's made something good. But, like, they've just promised so much of the game. And all this stuff comes out about it that really is supposed to get you hyped. But there's no, like, previous work to back that up. Like, when you're looking forward to a new Star Wars movie, the hope is that it will Earth show, because The Mandalorian is very good. When you're when you're looking at that, like, you know, you can hope that it compares to the first three. At least for me. Some people like the prequels more, but they're wrong. Um, but, but, you know, when you see a new Star Wars thing, you just hope it compares to the first three. But then there's things like Cyberpunk, where, you know, there's, I guess, a studio that made one good game, and then they're like, hey... We're going to make this open-world RPG in a cyberpunk world that stars Keanu Reeves. You're going to be able to talk to any NPC you meet and have, like, an actual conversation with them. You can actually throw yourself into the TV and, and you'll and you'll uh, find yourself in the game, too. You can interact with everything. You don't even need a controller. Again, you just walk right through your TV and you're there. Um, also, you can uh, live forever now. It, as soon as you boot up the game, you can live forever. So that's pretty cool. Uh, no, that was never... Uh, we, nobody was able to do that before cyberpunk. But now you can live forever if, as long as you buy the game. 
and they just kind of overpromise things about the game that you know they can't deliver on. Um, so that's the thing with Cyberpunk that happened, and it came out and it was just full of glitches, and it was so ambitious that it just ended up. It was a snake that's ate, that ate its own head. I think is the expression. Um, I've only ever heard that expression applied to capitalism, but I will apply it to Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, so Elden Ring is the new game, and I guess, I, I thought originally it was like the new Elder Scrolls game, which I, again, I know nothing about because I'm not really like tuned into the video game world at all. I just like video games and I play them, but I'll know when like a ridiculous game comes out that's like supposed to be really good. So that, that was like that with Cyberpunk where everybody was excited for it and, that, and there was that hype around it and then now Elden Ring, which uh, is supposed to be better, which again, I played Cyberpunk, I didn't get very far, I thought it was fine. It was serviceable, but it wasn't the best game ever. Um, but anyway, so, where was I? Right, Elder Scrolls. So, Skyrim was the big game. For as long as I can remember, probably since, like, third grade, everybody's been going nuts for Skyrim. It was this crazy game. And then I finally got it, um, in 2020, the end of summer, and I started playing it. And I pick it back up every now and then, and I play it. It's, it's a very good game. I enjoy it, but apparently it's a part of a larger series called The Elder Scrolls. And, um, I guess this was the first open world game in the series, Skyrim, by the way, if you haven't played it, excellent game, um, but they haven't, it's, I think that's the Elder Scrolls V, but then the Elder Scrolls VI is what everybody wants right now, the next game in the series, kind of that step forward, and instead of making Elder Scrolls VI, uh, everybody just, it's just ported onto whatever new, Skyrim is just ported onto whatever new console comes out, so Skyrim's now on the Switch, you know, on the Wii, in the Wii U or whatever, I don't know if it was on the Wii, but it was like on the Xbox like 360 back when it first came out like it was like a launch title for those i think or very early in its development and then it was oh and i can play it on the xbox one ps4 and i can play it on the xbox series x ps5 you can play it on the switch you can play it on your refrigerator if you have a smart fridge you can play it on anything um but everybody wants um elder scrolls 6 and then like one day i just saw this video um by uh, a youtuber that i watch sometimes called penguins easier not sometimes i watch them every day he makes good content, but anyway, it was just called Elden Ring is Real, and I was like, uh, what? And then he was like, I just showed a video of him reacting to the trailer and being like, no way, I didn't think this was real. Elden Ring is real, and I didn't know what it was. Um, so I just assumed it was the next in the Elder Scrolls series, but uh, I was wrong. It is the next in the Dark Souls series, or it's not in the Dark Souls series, but it's by the guys who made Dark Souls, and it's similar to Dark Souls, or it's a spiritual successor to Dark Souls. I really don't know. I've never played a Dark Souls game. Everybody loves it, though. Um... From what I've heard, at, at least everybody's like, oh yeah, I mean, I, obviously Dark Souls has just a reputation for being impossible, so that doesn't make me very confident because I like easier video games. My favorite video games of all time are Undertale, which is, there's some challenge in the battles, but that's about it. Undertale, Mario Galaxy, and Minecraft, I just, you know, it's just easy, fun experiences that you can just lose yourself in. Elden Ring is not that, it's just this hard, impossible fantasy game. Uh, or any of the Dark Souls, um, but, you know, now, I, also every game that I've ever played now is, like, compared to Dark Souls because it's hard, you know, like Cuphead, because Dark Souls invented difficulty, um, so, you know, it's just, it's just like that, um, but anyway, so Elden Ring, I'm excited to play it, apparently the world is huge, you know, there's so much cool fighting stuff, but it's really hard, and you can go wherever, and the world is so beautiful and fleshed out, and I like that, I mean, I love open world games so much, so I'm very excited for that, um, they're my favorite kind of games, I think, just games with, with just, you can see somewhere, and you can walk there, that's just cool to me, um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, but I hope it just downloads, because I have a PS4, and, you know, it's getting kind of outdated these days. I played a little bit of it, it played well on the PS4, but, um, you know, PS5, Xbox Series X is what I gotta get if I want to play the new games, uh, pretty soon. Not just because games are exclusively coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X, just because they're gonna play so poorly, um, but some but some games are. Uh, the new Suicide Squad game, which looks very good, has been pushed back a while. That gives me extra time to buy my PS5. Which, I don't know why I can't get one of those. I mean, it's ridiculous how hard it is to get one. I don't know why it's so hard. I mean, if I wanted to, I could now, but I, it would, I would pay, like, you know, four times the price, and I'm not doing that. I'm not even paying twice the price. Or $100 more. I just want to buy it for its regular $500, what they're selling it for. And that's impossible. Um, yeah, I just, I just can't buy a PS5. I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I had one of the worst experiences 
over the summer, I went to a Target and I was just kind of looking around because that's what you do at Target. You just go and you just look like, oh, I wonder what the video games are. Oh, that's cool. I might buy this, but I'm not going to. And they, they had a PS5 in a display case and I was kind of looking at it. And then one of the employees walked over to me and just said, hey, uh, just so you know, we have some PS5s in the back. If you want to order one online, they're in stock right now. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. So I go home. I look up PS5. They had the Xbox Series X in stock, but I didn't want that. I wanted the PS5 because I'm a PlayStation person. I don't, I, I've had an Xbox, and I just don't like it. It's very bad, or at least not nearly as good as the PS4 uh, is. Um, and so I, so I look it up, and it's not there. So then I call that target, and I'm on hold for 30 minutes, and then they hang up on me. I didn't even get through to anyone. I was just hung up on. So then I called again. 30 minutes, hang up on me. Call again. 10 minutes, hang up on me. And it took about seven or eight times until I finally got through to someone. And this guy was just like the most sarcastic, like just cynical. And he was just like, oh yeah, you know, I don't know why they told you that, but we just don't have that. You know, he's like, I don't know who told you. I don't know who told you that we have a PS5, but we don't. That's just wrong. I don't know who told you that. I was just like, dude, just at least be nice about it. You know, um, very disappointing, you know, and now I've started i've also had just some some family drama surrounding the ps5 there was a member of my family who told me that they were going to get me a ps5 and they've been texting me about it for two straight years now just being like i'm gonna get it and then being like i found one and then being like it didn't go through i'll try again later and it's just like uh, like they're not gonna get it for me which they don't have to it's a ps5 but you know the, the fact that they said it and then that they said they were gonna get it and then follow up on it every couple of months just to inevitably disappoint me is just this horrible, like, uh, purgatory, I think, that I'm in. Um, so, I'm, so I've been trying to figure out how to get one for myself, and I follow all these Twitter accounts, and they'll notify me in the middle of dance class that they're back in stock, and I'll try to buy it, and then it'll be out of stock. Like, what are they restocking too? Like, every restock, they will sell out, and they, like, on all these restocks too, They'll restock for places where they only sell it to, like, the premium customers who pay, like, $200 a year for, like, the this kind of stuff. And it's like, I'm not paying an extra $200 a year subscription just to even have the possibility of getting this. And so, the only thing I have for that that they, that they do is Prime, where, you know, when they restock a PS5, it's only available to Prime members. But even that, I, they, they just, they're just gone. Like, I... I will get a notification saying it's in stock. I will have my phone off, do not disturb. I'll get the notification. I'll click the link and it'll just say out of stock. Or no, what, what it's done multiple times is it said it's in stock. I will go to buy. All it does is scan my face so that I can sign in with my password. So it goes buy, scan your face, check out. And by that time it's sold out. Five seconds, 10 seconds, it's already sold out. Like, I don't know if they're restocking two of them. Or why it's so hard for me to get my hands on one of these, but like this is a this is an issue, you know. I don't know. Is the shipping crisis still a thing? I know that whole shipping crisis uh, was was a thing earlier in the year where everything you couldn't get anything shipped. Um, but I don't know how that is now. But regardless, they should be doing a better job of. Pr I guess production is the issue here. They should be doing a better job of that. I mean, I got an Xbox One like the year it came out. My parents had no no trouble securing one of those. It's it's no trouble securing the new Nintendo Switch, which came out last year. The the Nintendo Switch OLED. You can get one of those right now if you want. So it's clearly you know PS5 Xbox's issue and Xbox to a lesser extent. I've been able to buy the Series X. I just don't want it because I, I don't like Xbox. Um, but that's exciting. Anyway, new Suicide Squad game is what I was talking about. They pushed that back, which is good because it gives me more time to get my hands on one of these. Um, so, the new Suicide Squad game looks pretty good. Um, it's called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I think it's according to James Gunn what the original story for the Suicide Squad movie was. He wanted it to be, like, Superman's evil, and he's just gonna, like, destroy the Earth. And then the Suicide Squad, just these awful, like, D-level supervillains, have to band together and, and attack Superman, and it's just not going well at all. That was the original plan for the Suicide Squad, for what I heard. Um, but I guess that's the, the plot for the game instead. And it's not the same lineup. It's almost the exact same lineup as the 2016 movie, which was bad. But it, it looks like a good game. Like, visually, 
Uh, voice acting's pretty good. The the writing seems to be okay. So it seems exciting. Uh, it's like very cool. Like it looks like kind of like a hack and slash action game, but there's a lot of like you know cool cutscenes and visuals and stuff like that. I think the lineup is Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, King Shark, Deadshot. And I think I think that's it. Um, but basically. I think it's like Brainiac or, or something has just taken over the earth and they've just like infected the, the Justice League with like Brainiac juice and now they're all evil. And so, you know, now now they gotta kill the Justice League. And it seems pretty okay. Seems pretty but like, you know, obviously it's the Justice League, so they're like insanely powerful. But you know, it, it looks exciting. Like I'm I'm excited for it. Um speaking of DC stuff, the Batman comes out in a week. I don't know if I've talked about that yet. I think no, last week I pretty much just talked about Boba Fett and Peacemaker. Or, you know, two weeks ago or whenever I went. But anyway, uh, the new Batman comes out. And uh, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. I, I, I've always been a little skeptical. Um, I mean, apparently it's really good. Everybody's like, oh, it's, it's you know, it, like, early reviews say that it's a good movie. But, like, the, the hype around this movie and the expectations are not going to deliver. Because everybody's just like, oh, this movie's going to be like a work of art. It's going to be like cinema. I mean, it's going to do the same thing that Joker did, which is copy two other movies and just apply a DC skin to it. It literally looks like a, the Batman version of Seven. Um, but I'm, I'm still excited. Apparently, Paul Dano does a good job as the Riddler. Um, but Paul Dano is just a funny-looking actor to me, and I don't know if... I mean, like, they, they literally didn't show the Riddler's face in the trailers, so I always thought... Um, this is, this is a potential spoiler, because they didn't show it in the trailers, but, um, I always thought that, like, there would be some crazy thing about the Riddler, that, like, that's why they didn't show his face. Obviously, like, Paul Dano was attached to play the character, so we all know, like, he's gonna look like Paul Dano, but I was just in conspiracy theorist mode, like, they're not showing his face, because he's got some question mark carved into his, on, on the, on his, on his face, you know, and it's gonna look so creepy, and then they, um, they, they just kind of, like, I guess the news, like, it literally was, like, NBC News or something, because, like, the, the quality was so, like, there was, like, news headlines over it and stuff, but it was, like, the Batman to hit theaters, and then they just showed, like, a clip of it, like, the extended clip of, of the Riddler getting arrested in the coffee shop, and yeah, it's, it's just Paul Dano, he just looks like a, like a normal guy, you know, um, but Paul Dano, I thought he was British for a long time, but he's not, he looks British, though, um, what was I talking about, that's right, he just, uh, I don't know, I, I saw, like, someone on Twitter say, like, this guy's the perfect choice to play the Riddler. He looks like he tells riddles all the time for no reason. And that just looks, I mean, it, it just sounds funny. Uh, but I'm excited, you know, Robert Pattinson, I like The Lighthouse. I didn't like the Twilight movies very much, but, you know, The Lighthouse was a good movie. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I also am recording this podcast because I just watched SNL from last night. Um, I'll get back to Batman in a bit. Um, I'm just kind of jumping around with my thought process here. And they did this sketch um, about, like, the white guy podcast set. And that really interested me because the implication was that every white guy wants to sit in front of a camera and talk uh, and be racist and talk about, like, you know, the woke left. And I was just like, yeah, but I'm not doing that so I can have my podcast. And this is just what I do now. It's my fun, inoffensive podcast where I don't cause any problems except for my opinions that are... I don't really get political, but my opinions on movies that are usually bad. So, um, you know, anyway, yeah, I'm, like, decently excited for the new Batman. I mean, part of me is... Part of me... I mean, I have a math test this Friday, um, but part of me wants to, like, buy tickets Thursday night and go instead of studying, although I probably shouldn't. Um, but anyway, um... So Batman's coming out. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, and Robert Pattinson, I, you know, I think he's going to be pretty good as Bruce Wayne. Um, I hope Paul Dano is good as Riddler. Uh, and who else is in the movie? Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. I mean, that's just going to... You know, I, I've never been blown away by a Commissioner Gordon performance. So, you know, it'll, it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um... Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. I've never been a big Catwoman fan, but yeah, let's see it. Um, Andy Serkis is Alfred. That just sounds wrong. Like, I even saying that in my head, I'm just like, nah, it's not, you know. The guy who directed Venom, Let There Be Carnage, is now playing Alfred. Doesn't work for me. 
Um, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Paul Dano was the... Oh, yeah, uh, Colin Farrell is the Penguin is the big thing. Um, that, you know, everybody was so hyped about the Penguin, and now the Penguin is, like, just a complete afterthought, which apparently, you know, he's only in two scenes in the movie, but they show him in, like, every shot of the trailer. Um, but apparently, but, but the prosthetic makeup on that is insane. I mean, he's just, he's completely indistinguishable from Colin Farrell. I mean, he's just completely someone else. It is, he's indistinguishable, literally. Um, and Batman looks cool, too. They got the cool, I think they did the, the suit a lot more justice than they did with uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, which was, which was really good. By the way, the Dark Knight, if you haven't seen that movie, best comic book movie, like, objectively. Like, it is so good. If you're listening to this podcast and you have a Netflix account, just go over and watch The Dark Knight right now. You're going to love Heath Ledger. It's so good. It's so good. Um, the Dark Knight, not The Dark Knight Rises or Batman Begins. They're, those movies are mediocre. Um, but The Dark Knight, the, the second one in the trilogy, is just absolutely incredible. Um, but the, the suit, they just, you know, the suit and Batman in general, they just did kind of wrong. It was so much more about the villains than it was about Batman. Batman, I think, is just... I mean, I've never seen, like, a good movie with him in it. Like, or... Never, sorry, I've seen good movies with him in it. I've never seen a movie that made him interesting. He's just the guy who stands there. We all know Bruce Wayne is a billionaire uh, who um, is, is a, also a crime fighter at night. But they've never been able to... I mean, no one's ever turned in a good performance as Bruce Wayne. Um... But also that's because Bruce Wayne, no one's ever written good material for him. So, I, you know, I was never completely blown away by Christian Bale's Batman, which I don't think anybody was. Everybody's about Heath Ledger's Joker. But, it, you know, even the suit just looks kind of weird and everything just, you know, is just a little off with the Batman. It's more with the villains. Uh, but the, with this one, it looks like a cool suit. He's got, like, leather boots on. He's got, like... You know, he's got, like, eye makeup on when he takes the mask off because, you know, it's been, it's been all over his, his face. Um, and it's it's kind of, like, goth. It's crazy. It's awesome. And then the Riddler. I found, like, I found on Instagram someone was just selling the Riddler mask. Like, because, like, I guess he just uses, like, a brand. Like, there's, like, a big brand. I forgot what it is. That just sells snow masks. And then they just bought it to use for the Riddler for the movie because they were selling it for, like, $15 on a website. And they were like, it's back, you creeps. Um, which is funny, but, you know, it, it looks creepy. Um, also, again, this movie is just kind of, like, one disappointment after another in terms of just, like, the, like, leading up to it, right? Because the first trailer drops, um, in summer of 2020 at the DC Fandome, um, and it really blew me away. Like, it just looks so interesting, and it was just this world of, like, um, you know, the Dark Knight was very grounded and, and kind of very realistic um or at least it was compared to the other batman movies that look like they take place on a stage with like lights and, and crazy you know whatever it just doesn't really make a lot of sense like they're just kind of very over the top of them the dark knight happens and they're like it's, it's a lot more like you know like grounded in reality you know almost like especially with the villains something you could see almost happening in real life if someone is this insane or this much of a genius but this one really, like, is, it's really dark, and it's really grounded in reality. I mean, even in The Dark Knight, you know, Batman's got his, his high-tech Batmobile that turns into a motorcycle, and it's also a tank, and it can just vaporize people just by saying, you know, vaporize, because they have a vaporize button just in case. Um, but Batman doesn't kill people, you know? So, But anyway, so Batman's just got all this crazy technology you know, stuff that doesn't exist in real life, but it almost looks like it in the new Batman, all his technology already exists. His Batmobile is literally just like a Fast and the Furious car with a big engine on the back. Um, what else? What else? You know, he's he's got like a taser that he uses instead of just like crazy batarangs that he throws around and they always catch their enemy because they defy the laws of physics. Um, and so... You know, uh, it, it looks a lot more like grounded in reality. And the, again, the Riddler looks very scary. There's a scene um, that they, they released one scene from the, from the Batman that like literally had my heart pounding. It terrified me watching it much more than uh, literally anything from The Dark Knight did. And The Dark Knight, you know, wasn't trying to unsettle you, but it was trying to like, you know, be a little, a little creepy, but like, you know, in an over the top way. 
um, this movie just looked so like it it was horrifying when I watched it but here I'll, I'll spoil it for you because you know probably if you're listening to this you don't plan on watching the movie because I mean I don't know but anyway what happened in the scene is they released it online so it, you know like the like Warner Brothers officially released this as promotion for the movie so you know it, it's out there but potential spoilers because it is a full scene I will be discussing so it's so the Riddler um, which for those of you who don't know the Riddler He's a guy who tells riddles, and he kills people, and it's kind of creepy. Uh, but he's, he's a Batman villain. He was played by Jim Carrey back in the 90s, um, or the 80s, or, you know, the early 2000s, I don't know, but it was, it was a while ago. It was the last person to play the Riddler. And the Riddler is largely this very over-the-top character who's just like, Riddle me this, Batman! What gets wetter as it dries? And then Batman goes, a towel. And then Riddler's like, nah, you got me. I will not kill this guy. You solved my riddle. Um, but in this one, you know, they're kind of going for that, like, Zodiac killer, uh, you know, like, kind of serial killer approach, where, like, the Riddler has a master plan of, of murder, and he, you know, he, he sends the Batman riddles, uh, about, like, how to solve it, because he, like, wants someone as smart as him, and, you know, like, the, the Riddler, they're really playing up this, like, mad genius serial killer approach, instead of just this crazy guy who wears a who wears a pair of pajamas that have question marks on them and then asks riddles. But anyway, so, um, so the Riddler, I forgot, I was just going on a tangent about who the Riddler is, I don't remember why, but he's the villain in the new Batman, um, played by Paul Dano. He, he doesn't even, oh yeah, so, um, oh, I just remember what I was going to say and then I forgot. He only has, he literally, like, it's very cool, uh, like, his design in this movie too. Um, he, so he's got that green snow mask, like I said, and then he wears, like, a pair of, like, those, you know those, like, glasses that are, like, the frames are kind of, like, clear? He just wears, like, a pair of, like, clear framed glasses that, like, you, you know, you see those now, like, they're just, like, normal glasses. Then he wears a green, like, jacket, you know, with a, with just one question mark spray painted on it. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say now. And then just, like, normal pants. He just looks like, like a guy, like, sneaking in somewhere. But anyway, uh, he's just, like, the way he operates is very creepy. Um, he literally, like, he, like, the, the first trailer, they play this, like, remix, or not really a remix, but, like, kind of, like, a stripped-back version, or, it was, I think it was literally just, like, songs from, like, an, an unplugged Nirvana, um, like, uh, concert, and it was just the song Something in the Way, while the Riddler was literally, he killed a man, and then he just completely duct-taped, he wrapped his entire face in duct-tape, and then wrote the words No More Lies on it. It was very creepy. Um, another thing that he did, and this is the funeral scene that I was talking about, is, so, part of the Riddler's plan was to kill the mayor, which he did, so the mayor's dead, it's his funeral, um, Bruce Wayne is there, the, the new candidate for mayor's there, and then Commissioner Gordon and his, and his cops are there, because it's the funeral for the mayor, and then the Commissioner Gordon's saying something like, oh yeah, um, the district attorney, Gil Coleman, has, has gone missing last night, we, we can't get a hold of him, the cop's like, that's not good, and then as soon as they say that, like, they just hear like gunfire outside and then a car just smashes through the funeral just mows down like everybody crashes into a wall and then the cops just point their guns and they just go get out of the car right now and who gets out of the car but gil coleman the district attorney and his mouth is completely duct taped he's got a bomb around his neck and he's he's like visibly scared for like for his life and then you can see the riddler but just the back of his head because again they haven't shown the riddler's face just like watching them watching it all unfold, and then so Gil Coleman steps out in a car that's like, it's got like question marks spray painted all over it, he's got a bomb around his neck, he, his face is duct taped, and it said and it says no more lies on his mouth, and then he's got a letter taped to his chest that says to the Batman, and then he's got a phone, a cell phone duct taped to his hand, and then the phone starts ringing, so if he answers it, I mean, which he's gonna have to or else he dies, then the bomb goes off, um, pretty much, so basically there's, like, no winning for this guy, um, unless Batman, who is Bruce Wayne, goes over, in looking like Bruce Wayne, takes the To the Batman letter, and then opens it and reads it, revealing to everybody that Bruce Wayne is Batman, because the Riddler apparently in this movie knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman, which is very interesting, um, so that was the funeral scene, it was just, like, just watching, just watching, like, some guy step out of the car, like, very scared and, like, freaking out, and then, like, Commissioner Gordon's going, Christ, it's Coleman. While everybody's like, oh my god, like, what is going on here? And this guy's, like, horrified for his life, although he did just crash a car 
into a, a room full of people at a funeral. Um, you know, this is weird. But again, the color palette's very dull, like grays and blacks and then like reds. That's about it. Um, it's very interesting. Although I don't really like that kind of drab color palette for anything. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a, a fair shot. I'll see how it looks um, on, on the big screen. But yeah, this is what I was talking about, the disappointment of this movie. This movie's rated PG-13. I mean, like, it's gonna have to... I'm gonna be watching this movie, and I'm 100% gonna feel like they're pulling back. Like, you know, they, they should have shown the Riddler, like, in graphic detail, like, murdering his victims, and they should have shown people actually getting, like, cut in half by the car as it's, like, driving through everybody. But it's just... I mean, most people get out of the way. I think, like, one guy gets hit by a car um, as, as it's driving through the funeral. And it's just gonna, I don't know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, even Colin Farrell's Penguin isn't allowed to smoke cigars. I, I read in an article, he was like, I've fought hard for Warner Bros. to allow the Penguin to smoke cigars, because he's like a mobster, you know? And then that's the Penguin's thing. And, and Warner Bros. were like, no, we're not gonna let you smoke cigars. That's against the rules for PG-13 movies. It's like, then make the movie R. Like, Batman doesn't kill. And so that's always been, like, a good reason to, like, keep it PG-13. Um... But, like, I feel like with a movie like this tonally dark and horrifying, like, with that funeral scene, it was horrifying. You should have just got committed to the R rating. And then, you know, I was I was staying at a hotel yesterday because I was doing a college tour, and I was just watching Nickelodeon in the morning. Um, and they were selling, like, the Batman toys. Where, you know, it's like, watch the Batman take down the Penguin. It was like, isn't this movie supposed to be dark? But it's rated PG-13. And they're selling toys for it to kids, and it just look. I mean, it looks very dark. Even when I described you with the funeral, they're selling that to kids. This movie's being marketed to kids, literally. Um, very strange. Very strange. Um, I mean, I, I've, I always think that, like, if, if you're gonna go for something dark and gritty, just commit to it. Don't, don't give me that, like, half in, half out thing. Um, a little disappointing. But that's, so that's what that's that's what that is. Um, what else am I talking about? So the new Batman comes out um, this week. I'm excited for it. Oh, my dog's home. She's barking. That's fun. Um, so new Batman is the new movie I'm excited for. Oh, and then this Thursday, uh, a new the new Taika Waititi project drops. It is called Our Flag Means Death, and it's about pirates. It's kind of it's. I think I would. I think it's most comparable to what we do in the shadows which is my favorite movie of all time but it's with pirates and i literally i literally don't know like anything about this other than it's going to be on hbo max drops i think i think it drops march 3rd if i'm not mistaken um and taika waititi plays blackbeard it's about pirates but i don't know if it's a show or a movie only two trailers have dropped i i would be led to believe it's a show but i literally don't know i've like i've literally heard both um, when I've, when I've tried to research it, and they're, they're playing the, the thing kind of very close to its chest, but a little bit too close, because now I don't really know what they're doing with it, but it comes out in a few days, and it's pirates, and it's very cool, it's about, I don't know the guy's name, I mean, Reese Darby's the actor, I don't know the character's name, he's this, like, rich guy from, like, the, because this is, like, you know, the 1800s when pirates are a thing, and he's just this, like, rich, you know, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, he's just kind of, like, not hardened, he's very, like, innocent, you know, like, kind of like Taika Waititi's character, Viago, and, um, what we do in the shadows. He's just kind of this, like, you know, overly, like, fancy, um, mild-mannered guy in the, just this world of complete chaos and, and death. Uh, so it's very similar, but he, like, they, they very much commit to it a lot more, I think, in, in Our Flag Means Death, the pirate show. Um, because he's like, we're gonna be gentlemen pirates, and they call it gentlemen pirates. He, he dresses up very fancy. Uh, but, you know, he is getting attacked by actual pirates, and they do want to murder him and, you know, steal all his loot and whatnot. So, it, but, you know, all the, Fred Armisen is in it, Leslie Jones, Taika Waititi's Blackbeard, obviously, Reese Darby's the main character. I mean, it's just full of, of comedic talent, um, and I'm, I'm very much excited for it. Um, I, you know, I, I like pirates, they're cool sometimes. Um, uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag is the only Assassin's Creed game. Well, I've played... Actually, my first game was the Origins game, the the one in ancient Egypt, and I thought that game was okay, but I really enjoyed um, Black Flag. I, I still go back to Black Flag every now and then. I 
find it very enjoyable. It's about being a pirate and just kind of, you know, sailing the seven seas and stealing loot and getting into sword fights and boarding other boats and walking the plank and whatnot. Um, so that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, and while I like the whole, like, tropical vibe of it, too, I just love those. It's very beautiful. Um, what else should I be talking about today? What else is coming out that's new? College is coming up. Don't know where I'm going. I don't even think I will. I honestly think, you know, decision day is going to come up, and I'm just going to say, call me next year. I will apply again. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I could just take a gap year. Who knows? Take a gap year, sit in my room, watch TV, and then I go to school. But I also, you know, I also am thinking about double majoring just to, like, sound smart. But also then I could get two degrees in, like, different things that I'm interested in. I went on a tour of, of, of Indiana University yesterday. Um, and um, it, one, one very interesting thing that they said in their presentation there is that uh, students are allowed to design their own major. And first of all, Indiana University offers, like, a lot of majors already, but you can literally just design your own if there's not one for you. So someone designed a major in comedy so that you can learn, like, you know, the, the studies behind, like, being funny. You know, I think there was a major in underwater architecture. It's just crazy stuff. I mean, if you're interested in something, just go to, like, you know, your academic advisor, say, hey, I want to make this a major, and they'll just let it happen. And, you know, you're not designing your own classes. You're taking classes that they offer there, but it's a very specific set of classes uh, to work towards your very specific major. And then you can get a degree in something that, like, literally nobody else on Earth has a degree in. And that's very interesting. I could get a degree in fun um, if I wanted to. But I, I also think I want a double major, just because, you know, it make me seem smart. You know, I'd be like, ooh, I'd be like, ooh, he double majored in college. This guy got the, this guy got the most out of it. Very cool. But I'm also not smart enough for that, you know? I'm, what I've noticed is that sometimes I'm in over my head. And by sometimes I mean I am in over my head on about three things right now. So it's, you know, but I'm, I'm going to figure them out. I'm going to make things happen, you know. I'm, I'm going to work through it. But yeah, college is going to be fun. Um, I still do not know where I'm going in the slightest. Uh, and I got to figure that out. But very exciting stuff ahead for me in life. I cannot wait to move out, honestly, though. I always, I always, always, I always like the idea of just getting out of high school and then literally just taking a gap year to just literally just, like, decompress. Um, but I'm literally so... I keep saying literally, I don't know why. I am so ready to move out right now, it's not even funny. Like, I'm just out. Um, like, I'm, I'm checked out. I don't have senioritis for school. I have senioritis for living with my family. I am ready to move out. Um, in just a few more months, and I'll be out of here. Uh, and it'll be fun. Um... But yeah, I'm, I'm looking to go into computer science and game design if I double major to be in that. Um, what are we at? 36? That's a good timestamp for a podcast to end, but I'm going to keep talking because that's what I do. Um, computer science and game design is, you know, what I'm, what I'm interested in, what I want to go into. I'd like to make, I'd like to make the world's first video game sitcom. Nobody steal that. Nobody steal that. If you steal that, I'm going to be mad. But it's, it's like a video game and a sitcom mixed together. So, kind of like ideally what I want with that. I don't know why I'm pitching this to you. You have, like, nothing to do with this. If, if I mean, maybe maybe you're like, maybe I've got some crazy video game executive listening in, but I probably don't. That would be weird if I did. Um, but I want to do, like, a sitcom that's, like, you know, it'll, it'll have, like, you know, sitcom-level storylines, but then I'll combine it with, like, some, like, action kind of battle systems and stuff. But it'll, like, I'll have, like, funny lines and plot points kind of mixed in, so it'll be, you know, like, crazy episodes where, like, the main character, like, infiltrates, like, a government facility, and it's just so over the top that it's funny, and that's kind of where the joke come from, and then you get this crazy action sequence where you're, or, like, stealth sequence where you're, like, weaving through all these government employees, and you make it in a back room, and then it plays, like, you know, a five, six minute cutscene. And that's kind of where some of the sitcom stuff comes from, because you just can't write that and have action mixed together in one at the same time. But then you'll have just little moments of that in the next action sequence, and it'll be kind of a mix between both, because I often play a lot of action video games, and then I watch sitcoms. And I just, like, kind of meshing the two. That'd be a fun idea, I think. Um, 
so com- but I'm, I'm not good enough at a computer science or video game design to do that now but if I get a degree in it probably not but you know I'd like I can I can dream I can think apparently uh, I could have gotten into better schools than what than where I applied to but I don't even know if that's true um, I got into all the schools I applied to and I got I got a $12,000 a year scholarship to my reach school which is you know for those of you who don't know what a reach school is that's the school that you might not get into like you're supposed to apply to what's called a safety school that is a school that like will 100% accept you your grades are amazing for them your your academics and your extracurriculars like you're you're already like in they're like you know they're they're looking for you over at that school um and then you apply to a bunch of schools that are like you should get into them like you know you you might get into them and you might not and then that's that's kind of your main thing it's like you know right in that sweet spot for where you are of like you know they'll probably accept you like they they might accept you but they also might not like that's exactly like the barrier for what you can and can't do and then you're supposed to apply to two or three schools that probably will not accept you but they might they just might um you know you never go too crazy but you go somewhere you know uh they they just might accept you and i applied to one of those because i was like well there's no way i'm getting in i mean i'm not that smart and then i ended up getting in with a scholarship but um they're they're not a very good computer science school at all they're just like a good school school um so i'm just not even gonna end up going probably but you know uh my i'm not going to my safety school either i'm just going to the schools that i got into that are cool um but you know i'm I'm between the last few right now who knows um you know anything anything's in the future for me i i could do a whole lot of things and i could transfer too that's what my grandpa always tells me he says stick out your first two years at literally any college you want to get good grades and then after two years you can transfer to any school in the country and i was like oh that sounds like a good deal you're wrong about a lot of things so we'll see how it sticks out but i'll, I'll take your advice because it sounds good um and he, he tells me he's like oh you're going into computer science and game design you got to go to a school in california for that you're not going to get an education about that uh, in the midwest and i was like but i like the midwest and you know i can get a decent education here i mean I got into a school, like, I mean, literally, uh, what I've realized, I've been researching a lot of these schools, the rankings, like, for anywhere are literally night and day. You can look up, is blank college a good school, and it will almost always say yes, um, like, regardless of whether or not you're going or, or, or where you applied, it will always say, yes, that is a good school. Some places that I've applied all, it unanimously says it is one of the best schools in the country, which I'm pretty sure it isn't. Um, and then some it will say, um, this is like a, a an excellent school, and that's kind of where I that's kind of where I'm thinking about going. It's two excellent schools, right? Um, you know, where the the acceptance rate. What also the acceptance rate doesn't equate to a good education. I mean, a lower acceptance. I mean, like a tiny, tiny acceptance rate uh, does. It usually means that you're going to get a very good education, and if it doesn't, it means that you're going to go to a very, uh, you know, like, reputable school, and, you know, it'll look good to employers because you're paying for the name more so than you are for the education. But then some places, I mean, like, 80% acceptance rates, 70% acceptance rates, but these are, like, top 50 schools for whatever you're going to because they're so big and they can, you know, they get so many students, they can hire just the best, just the best professors. And so that's very interesting, and that's really not what I considered, um... But yeah, like literally my reach school isn't even like a, a low acceptance rate, but not a great education. Um, I mean, a, a great education, but like, you know, not I, I've gotten into better schools, but they have higher acceptance rates. And it's just interesting to think about all that. Um, but one thing that I've like seen a lot is that one of the schools I got into is like the third best for game design in the country. And I was like, that is really interesting. Um, so I could, I could definitely see myself going there. Uh, who knows? A lot of, lot of, big decision. That's what everybody says, big decision. Do you have any idea how hard it is for me to pick anything? I, my grandpa has this hilarious story about me that is so true because it's like this every time. He was like, yeah, yeah, 
One time I took him to a grocery store to get ice cream and it took him two hours to pick out the ice cream. And it did. I'm just walking down the aisle weighing every option. I am the exact opposite of an impulsive person. I think about every decision for longer than any person should. And probably I'm not even going to get anywhere with it. I'm just going to be like, well, this place has this, but this place has this. I'm going to throw darts at a board and see where most of them land. I will, you know, I, I could I could end up doing anything, really going anywhere. I'm indifferent, but I want to make sure that I make the best decision, and I should at some point. And then, you know, I'll stick out two years at some good school, and then I can go to the best school. I can transfer after two years. And that sounds like a, uh, sounds like a good deal, right? Um, but my, my, my mom doesn't want me going to anywhere far, um, because I, I can't, I mean, if, if I can end up paying for college, um, which we, we have some money saved up for college, if I can end up paying for college, like, I'm not paying for flights back and forth, which means that literally if I go to college, I will just not leave except for summers, um, and my mom doesn't want that, so, I mean, I'll have to go within driving distance, but I also, you know, if I end up going somewhere in California and then not going back home, like, you know, at least I'm getting a good education. Maybe that's a sacrifice that I am willing to make. Um, but who knows? Well, I got two years to figure out how separated I want to be. The maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes. Keep an eye out for the clock. Well, I'm 45 minutes. I got 15 more minutes to talk about, or I can end it now. But why would I do that? Because I'm on I'm on a roll. I'm just talking. I'm opening my mouth and words are coming out. And I'm not all too disappointed with all the words I'm saying. Um, Elden Ring. Can't wait to play that soon. I hope the game's installed by now. Also, I've been watching um, this show lately. This is the other thing I've been watching. Uh, or I guess the only thing I've been watching. But this has been going on in the last week. It's this show called AP Bio. Um, originally, I started watching this show in 8th grade. I think when the first season came out. Um, and then I stopped, uh, I, I think I, like, watched it consistently, because I'm, I'm remembering the episodes that I've been watching now, I think I tried rewatching it, I think I'm doing what I did last time, which is, so I watched the first, like, season, because only, like, season one was out when I first watched it, this was eighth grade, um, and then, like, freshman year, probably it was, like, season two was out, and so then I watched all of season one and all of season two. And then now season three and four are out. I think it's over after four seasons. I don't know for sure. Um, they could be coming back for another season five. Um, but now I gotta watch seasons three and four, um, which could be significantly worse. But you know, I remember liking the first couple of seasons, and I, I still do. I very much uh, enjoy it, despite having watched it and rewatched it a couple times, and it's already kind of stale. And it's good stuff. It's about, um, I mean, obviously, it's about an AP bio class. Um, the reason I watched it is because, um, the, the main actor in the show, uh, Glenn Howerton was one of the main actors, he, well, not was, is, it's, it's an ongoing show on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is my favorite sitcom. I just watched it for the first time in October. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I'll, I'll save that for, for next time. But, uh, the long and short, this is the, this is the, your, your teaser for my experience with Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I turned it on one September day, and I watched all 14 seasons in two weeks. That is one season a day, um, which is, you know, crazy, but I, I was very into the show. Um, and then season 15 came out in December. It was just as good as it's always been. Um, the show is uh, just a year younger than I am as a person, which is insane, but it's it's a good show. Um, and I very much enjoy it, and so I watched it for the first time, and I was like, hey, I know that guy who plays Dennis, he was an AP bio. So then I finished It's Always Sunny, I rewatch it, uh, I, I rewatch it a lot, I mean, I rewatch a few episodes, uh, a week, you know, two or three maybe, because it's just a good show, it's got a lot of funny moments, a lot of great episodes, um, but I was just looking for something else to watch, and I was like, hey, AP bio's got two more seasons, I'll watch that, and so I've been rewatching that lately, and it's very good, it's about an AP bio class, um, it does kind of use that stereotypical, like, nerd thing, for, for a lot of it, you know, you got, like, the, it's about all the kids in an AP bio class, there's, uh, the student council president, the, you know, the girl who's trying to get into Harvard, you know, the, um, 
you know, the, the, the nerdy kid who's just, you know, or not the nerdy kid, just like the cool kid, but who's secretly really smart. Um, you know, the, the, the character was called the Prince of Darkness, just this guy who just sits there and talks about anarchy the whole time. But then there's this girl, I think her name's Heather. She's got these big glasses. She's the funniest character of all, of all the students. She's just so good. But the main character is the teacher, played by Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. His name is Jack Griffin. He is a professor at Harvard who has denied tenure, punched like a like the guy who denied tenure. I think it was like the superintendent or whatever it was, whoever approves tenure at Harvard. The, the guy denied it, and then he just punched him in the face, and he got fired from Harvard. And, you know, he got fired from any other universities, so and I was teaching AP Bio at a high school. But he was a professor of philosophy, so he doesn't even want to be teaching that, and he's just so cynical. Um, and he's teaching to all these like nerds in high school. He's teaching bio, but he's not teaching bio. His whole thing is like, I will not teach you biology. That was his whole thing. It was, I will not teach you biology. I will not teach you philosophy. I'm just gonna sit here and be mad, and you guys are gonna be mad too because you're all gonna fail the AP test. Um, which is which is very funny. Um, and you know the the, the characters are very well written. Originally, I watched the show for Patton Oswalt. He's one of my favorite comedians of all time. He is hilarious. He plays the principal of the school. Um, so I watched it for him, but now I watch it for, for Glenn. But Patton Oswalt, great great actor, great comedian. He plays uh, Remy in Ratatouille. Um, he, he's just, you know, he's he, I just like his, his comedy very much. I think his, his style is very good. Um, but yeah, he's, he's the principal in the show. And there's also like an art teacher, a health teacher, and a history teacher that are all friends. Um, and they have, like, you know, the B storylines. It's, it's this whole, you know, world. It's just this nice, it's just this nice, fun sitcom to go and visit with. But it's it's not like that, like, cutesy The Office kind of sitcom. I mean, I mean, it can be at points, but it's also, you know, the main character is just this cynical philosophy professor who's just, just hates everyone and everything. And it's, it's kind of funny. And he really doesn't, he's kind of, he's smarter than everybody at the high school because he, you know, he went to Harvard. He has a PhD from Harvard. So it's all, you know, really funny. Um, was that was that me? Did I make that noise? It sounded like a phone noise. Like a doo-doo. I don't know. Um, but yeah, AP Bio is pretty good. You should watch it. It's a good sitcom. Like, it, it's serviceable. Like, it, it does the, the job of a sitcom, which is to make me forget about my problems for however long. You know? But it's not, it's always sunny good. Alright, well, I'm 51 51 minutes in. I'm going to call it for the day. Thank you for listening if you made it this far. Um, I hope you like when I do these because I could take it or leave it me talking to myself. Um, But sometimes people will listen to it and then they'll text me and say, Hey, I really liked your episode this week. And that's why I do it. For other people, not for myself. It'd be nice to do something for myself, though. But time's up. So I'll see you guys later. Bye.